0: Imagine a world where individuals reach their fitness goals because they know exactly what to do and how to do it. That's the vision that gets us up every morning here at RxFit. We are on a mission of helping individuals reach their goals through prescribed fitness. The Faces of RxFit podcast is a continuation of that mission. Let's face it. The vast majority of individuals are either unhappy or unhealthy when it comes to their overall health. This podcast is dedicated to both sharing our stories and teaching our community how sleep, nutrition, exercise, mindset, and connection with others are the key variables that will transform us to happier and healthier people. Every Monday, we interview someone in our community that has made that transformation from unhappy and unhealthy to happy and healthy. Then every Friday, an RxFit coach will share their unique insights on one of these five variables. For those not a part of our gym community, receive your free fitness prescription by signing up for our No Sweat Intro on our website, rxfit.health. Now, let's get to today's episode. Over the past couple weeks, you've had a coach check in with you every day. That coach then reports a summary every evening to me and Mark on how things are going with their athletes. Then every Saturday morning... Miranda, as our head coach, sits down with the entire staff along with us and meet together to discuss the week, specifically what we're struggling with and how we can better help you. So the first week of social distancing felt good. You ate pizza and ice cream, you stayed up late watching Netflix, and you were able to finally sleep in. It was like you were on an indefinite summer vacation, but then the second week hit. You realized that you didn't like this so much. You made a couple of goals on Sunday for yourself, a list of do's and don'ts. My goal of these podcasts is to never add to the noise, but instead just tell you the facts, both the scientific and anecdotal data to support the claims. I refrain from, or at least try to refrain from talking about anything else. So today I wanted to hop on the podcast and highlight five habits that you should stop doing during the social distancing period as well as seven strategies that can help you eliminate these habits. Each habit goes along with each of the five factors of health. Just remember that the sum total of your habits become your identity. And because I want to guide you to sleeping, eating, training, thinking, and connecting more like a healthy person, let's. I wanted to highlight um, five of these habits you need to stop. So habit one, don't snooze. One of the habits I hear most often is the habit of letting your kids wake you up. Mom, can I make you, Can you make me breakfast? Or Dad, can you log me into the iPad? The reason you want to wake up on your terms and not your kids is because you immediately begin reacting. The most effective and fulfilled individuals live life deliberately. They are proactive in planning out their day and thinking. Don't allow others to dictate what you are going to do. It's as simple as setting your alarm the night before and then waking up at that predetermined time. Setting your alarm and then planning to hit snooze ruins your deep sleep anyway. So set the alarm and then commit to it. If you snooze the morning, you snooze the day. Become a person who never hits snooze. Habit two, don't eat processed foods. The habit of having a delivery man feed your family needs to stop. This applies especially during the week. You simply perform less optimally for your employer and for your family when you aren't eating real food. I don't think I need to talk much more about the pros and cons of of this subject. We've kind of beat a dead horse on the podcast here. But when it comes to real food, consider this simple rule. If it comes from Mother Earth or it has a mother, it's real food. Conversely, if it was born from a factory of scientists, it is not food. Become a person who eats real food. Habit three, don't delay your workout. I hear these three a lot during the week. Today, I'll do it because lunch, sorry. Today, I'll do it during lunch because I'll have more time. If I work out in the afternoon, my kids will be able to do it with me. I was up late last night, so I'll do it this evening. These excuses aren't necessarily wrong. The only issue with them is that they are excuses. Exercise needs to become a non-negotiable. Don't change the time you exercise for anyone or anything. The reason I always recommend doing it in the morning is because you don't have any other commitments before 7.30 a.m. Generally, negotiating when and where you will exercise almost never ends well. So this goes back to habit one. Commit to a time and do it. Become a person who works out every day at the same time. Habit four, don't watch the news. Now, this is my favorite habit of the five and the one that's going to turn the most heads. This is what I personally believe, so take that for what it's worth. But here's why I feel this way. Most of the news is entertainment, not education. Recognize that I said most news. I absolutely agree that you should be informed. For example, if the governor of Utah or the president of the United States is on live on the news channel, then it becomes educational. But when a broadcaster is commenting on the virus's ability to spread or the number of hospital admissions the state of Utah has, then it becomes entertainment. Personally, I'd rather get information on the virus from a doctor who studies diseases, not a broadcaster who studies persuasion. On top of this, I believe we are quite literally losing our ability to think for ourselves. Obtaining factual data and drawing conclusions becomes almost impossible when we have a broadcaster speaking in the background. So this also ties back to habit one. If we are only listening to the opinions of others, we become reactive. And we're trying to become proactive in our ability to think and lead our lives. So Habit 4, don't watch the news so you can draw conclusions for yourself. And Habit 5, don't check social media dot, dot, dot. Now it has dot, dot, dot here for a reason. Should say don't check social media when someone else is with you in person. I like Instagram and Facebook, especially right now when we are social distancing but in-person social connection is far better than a device. The recommendation I would give is to only check social media in one room of the house, and it can't be the living room or the kitchen. That's generally where you're with people. That way, if you really want to check something, you have to end the conversation you're currently in and move yourself into a different room. So habit five, don't check social media so you can become a person who is present with others. Now, good luck. After the habits I developed during the first week of social distancing and hearing the habits of 250 others, I set out to break the above five. That second week took a lot of hard work. COVID has been a much more enjoyable experience since breaking these habits. I wish you luck in adopting some version of these five. Remember, the sum total of your habits become your identity. And when you want to become the person, so become the person you want to be. Now, for seven strategies that will help you lose or break these habits. Strategy number one, choose a substitute. You need to have a plan ahead of time for how you will respond when you face the stress of boredom that prompts your bad habit. What are you going to do when you get the urge to eat Oreos? For example, grab an apple. What are you going to do when Instagram is calling you to procrastinate? Example, open up your email. Whatever it is and whatever you're dealing with, you need to have a plan for what you will do instead of your bad habit. Strategy number two, cut out the triggers. If you stay up late when you drink energy drinks in the afternoon, then don't drink energy drinks in the afternoon. If you eat cookies when they're in the house, then throw them away. If The first thing you do when you sit on the couch is pick up the TV remote, then hide the remote in a closet in a different room. Make it easier on yourself to break bad habits by avoiding the things that cause them. Right now, your environment makes your bad habits easier and your good habits harder. Change your environment, and you'll change the outcome. Strategy three, join forces. How often do you try to diet in private? We do this so no one, else, so no one can see us fail. Instead, pair up with somebody and diet together. The two of you will hold each other accountable and celebrate your victories together, knowing that someone else expects you to be better is a powerful motivator. Strategy four, surround yourself with others. You don't need to ditch your old friends, but don't underestimate the power of finding new ones. Visualize yourself succeeding. See yourself working out every day, buying healthy food, or waking up early, or all three of them. Whatever the bad habit is that you're looking to break, visualize yourself crushing it, smiling, and enjoying your success. See yourself building a new reality. Strategy number five is returning to the old you. In order to break bad habits, you don't need to become an entirely new person. The truth is that you already have it in you to be someone without your bad habits. In fact, it's very unlikely that you've had these bad habits all of your life. You don't need to transform into a healthy person. You just need to return to being healthy. Even if it was years ago before you had these bad habits, you have already lived without them, which means you can most definitely do it again. Our second to last strategy is use the word but. UT. One thing about battling bad habits is that it's easy to judge yourself for not acting better. Every time you slip up or make a mistake, it's easy to get down on yourself. Whenever that happens, finish the sentence with but. I'm fat and out of shape, but I could be in shape in a few months from now. I'm stupid and nobody respects me, but I'm working to develop a valuable skill. I'm a failure, but everybody fails sometimes. And our last strategy is plan for failure. We all slip up every now and again. Um, Steve Kam, founder of Nerd Fitness, I really like this quote. It says, when you screw up, skip a workout, eat bad habits, or sleep in, it doesn't make you a bad person. It makes you human. Welcome to the club. So rather than beating yourself up over a mistake, plan for it. You're going to get off track. What separates top performers from everybody else is that they get back on track very quickly. So here's your takeaway from these five habits and seven strategies. I hesitated in giving this all to you in a podcast because I just wanted you to focus on one habit and one strategy that will help. But I hope that as you are listening to something, whether a habit or a strategy came to mind that you can implement and make this social distancing period a lot healthier. Um, again, I'm on the podcast with myself or another coach every Friday. I hope this content comes across as valuable in your life so that we can accomplish our vision of a world where individuals reach their fitness goals because they know how to, because they know what to do and how to do it. So thanks for tuning in until next week. Have a good weekend. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you have questions you would like asked on this podcast, send them to me through the gym's Instagram account, at rxfit.gym. Also, as a final reminder, if you don't currently work out with us at rxfit, I invite you to email me at tylerrxfit.health, where we can discuss your 2020 health goals. Let's do this together.